there, my name is Sarah Coffey. I'm the Director of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry at Oklahoma State University Center for Health Sciences. And I also have the privilege of serving as the lead on our Help for the Healer ECHO program on this podcast. We have Commissioner Fry I'm from the Oklahoma State Department of Health, as well as Commissioner Carrie Slatton Hodges from the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, as well as your wonderful hosts, Matt Gleason and myself. We hope that you will join us to learn more about our Help for the Healer Echo, a virtual platform that's intended to give back to our healthcare workforce, our mental health care workforce, those that have been on the front line helping to heal our community and a safe space for them to heal themselves. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we will be exploring the amazing program, Help for the Healer Echo, which is supporting resiliency in healthcare providers in the time of COVID. Help for the Healer offers expert knowledge and a virtual learning network with mental health and wellness experts. So during the pandemic, healthcare workers have given so much to care for our communities. We really cannot thank them enough. And oftentimes, this has been at the expense of their physical and emotional health. The Help for the Healer Echo curriculum is aimed at supporting provider resiliency and caring for the caregiver, healer, and helper during COVID. Its sessions address multiple topics, including, but not limited to, stress and the body, fundamentals of the mind-body connection, supporting health relationships, coping with the financial consequences of the pandemic, finding gratitude, so important, organizational wellness, sleep, parenting in the time of uncertainty, and grief and moral injury. And I just want to say that Help for the Healer Echo is such a wonderful service because it really is focusing both on individual self-care exercises that participants can engage in, as well as agency and organizational efforts to support self-care and resilience in the workplace. All the details about Help for the Healer Echo can be found online via the link that's in the show notes. And I want to point out that Help for the Healer Echo is a part of Oklahoma State University's Center for Health Sciences Extension for Community Healthcare Outcomes. That's also known as ECHO. Project ECHO is a revolutionary guided practice model that reduces health disparities in underserved and remote areas of the state, nation, and across the planet, really. Through innovative telementoring, the ECHO model uses a hub-and-spoke knowledge-sharing approach where expert teams lead virtual clinics, amplifying the capacity for providers to deliver best-in-practice care to the underserved in their own communities. All right, with all that being said, I'm joined by my friend and co-host today, Dr. Sarah Coffey. Such a huge fan. Sarah is the Director of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences for Oklahoma State University's Center for Health Sciences. Go Pokes. Sarah also leads the help for the Healer Echo program. Sarah, I am so glad you're here with us today to talk about help for the healer. Matt, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. I am really excited to be here with you talking today about our Help for the Healer Echo and, and more specifically because of our great guests that we have here. And so I'll start um, by introducing you to our Dr. Lance Fry, who serves as the commissioner of the Oklahoma State Department of Health. Welcome, Commissioner Fry. Thank you, Sarah. It's, it's really, I'm really glad to be here. I'm excited to, to help support this effort in our state. 
Absolutely. We're, we're glad that you're here. And if it wasn't enough to have one commissioner, we have two. And so we also have joining us, Carrie Slatton-Hodges, who serves as the commissioner for the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Welcome, Commissioner Slatton-Hodges. Thank you, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's also a pleasure to be here with my good friend, Colonel Fry. So recognizing the reach and importance of caring for those who have been caring for others during the COVID pandemic brings us here. I knew that this episode of the Mental Health Download would be a wonderful opportunity to promote our Help for the Healer Echo partnership between OSU Center for Health Sciences and the Department of Mental Health and Abuse Services. I'm so glad that you all are here to talk about this valuable resource of the community and to promote the importance of self-care for our healing professions. Okay, so my first question is, how has the pandemic affected the mental health of your respective agencies, frontline workers who have worked so hard during the pandemic? That's a really great question. You know, they, they're all exhausted. You know, they're just exhausted. They're depressed. And they've been through uh, a tremendous amount of stress on their bodies and their physical and mental health. They've just been working this whole time without a break. And so they really haven't had any time to, to really download or cope with what's been going on. I think a big part of it was that they had the, the weight of the world on their shoulders, so to speak, because they could see the magnitude of what was coming and what to expect to be coming around the corner. They had limited supplies. They had limited capabilities. They had limited information. You know, if we think about it now, a year into this, the greatest depth of knowledge that any of us have on COVID-19 is about a year old. And so in the beginning, there were mixed messages, there was mixed information. You hear one thing's good at one point, and then two weeks later, they say, no, that's bad. You can't do that anymore. And, and so it was just a, it was a very, very long, stressful, never-ending circumstance for them that just left them, it's like a constant adrenaline rush and stress and all this stuff on them that they were never able to really stop, download, and cope with. And, and we know seeing that from the military side, we see that with people that often it's, it's after they get back and things calm down when they really start to, to realize how much it affected them. Commissioner Fry, thank you so much for detailing, I think, the acute chronic stress that has been ongoing for our frontline workers over the past year. And I think also recognizing their amazing diligence in supporting the community, but as things settle down, that having to kind of process and deal with everything that's happened um, can be traumatic in its own sense as well. Thank you for sharing. Commissioner Slatton-Hodges, can you share how the pandemic has affected the mental health of your frontline workers? I can tell you that it truly has been a roller coaster ride from the beginning in having such little knowledge and kind of being bombarded from press and media about COVID. But we knew our services had to continue. We knew that there was increased anxiety and stress and adjustment in the community. And so we never closed our doors, both on the outpatient side, but across you know, all of our crisis units, our inpatient services, we had to rapidly figure out how we could continue to serve people, but keep staff as safe as possible, set up kind of quarantine units, if you will. We were still at our forensic center accepting people from jails who needed to be have treatment to competency and just how to put all of that in place and to keep everybody safe. I do agree that I think they have a passion for this work. They want to make sure everybody is served. They want to make sure the doors are open. But they also have to go home in the evening to family and friends who are concerned and fearful 
about what they may be bringing home. So it's just been an incredibly stressful time. I could not be more proud of the staff and the work that they have done. I was at our Oklahoma City Crisis Center yesterday. I was serving legislators there and I was just so proud to interact with the staff. And I could see that they're on the other side. Virtually all of our staff have had access to vaccines now so that intense fear is gone. But you can tell that they're tired and they're processing what they've been through and kind of moving from uh, being in that intense mode to moving back to normalcy. And you can see the fatigue and the adjustment that is there. And so, although I'm so incredibly proud, I know that we really have to support folks going through this transition time back to normal and help them to feel safe and secure and take care of themselves now, as opposed to taking care of everyone else. Wow. Well, thank you to both Commissioner Fry and Commissioner Slanton Hodges for being here. I haven't gotten to the thank you yet. Just such a huge thrill. But also thank you to all of your frontline workers who have changed and saved lives. So thank you. All right. So I actually have a question for Sarah and I want her to tell us about how Help for the Healer Echo was established. Yeah, so I think that our commissioners really highlighted the need, recognizing that our frontline staff have been experiencing day in and day out the trauma that COVID has really laid upon our communities, and they've been diligently supporting our communities on top of having to be very flexible with the care delivery, which is an added piece of stress and burnout. And so really the the idea for Help for the Healer came from our Department of Mental Health. We've been working at OSU with the Department of Mental Health for several years now on our echo lines, ensuring that Oklahoma has evidence-based quality care, both in the physical health care, as well as with our mental health care as well. I'm sure your listeners are likely familiar with our COVID echo line. And so it made a natural sense for us to be able to use an echo line to support the amazing work that our frontline staff has done. And so that kernel of an idea came towards us and recognizing the ability to give back to the community is also something that OSU is very strongly committed to. And so we latched on. Um, quite frankly, I was very excited to have the opportunity to put something together alongside our partners at DMH, as well as with OSU. So we've recognized throughout COVID that the increase in depression and anxiety symptoms has really elevated across the population. I think some studies have shown that up to 40% of respondents have have indicated that they have symptoms of anxiety and depression. And this is not, you know, healthcare workers, frontline workers are not immune to this. And there's been several studies as well that show the impact on burnout, on vicarious traumatization, anxiety, depression, and stress amongst healthcare workers. But also recognizing too that quite often, unfortunately, for a variety of different reasons, as healthcare workers, as mental health professionals, we we often don't seek out or there might be barriers to us seeking out that mental health support. So we wanted to provide an echo line that was really committed to the, the unique needs of our healthcare workforce that was dealing with, as um, Commissioner Fry said, the uniqueness of the experiences that they've had working with the community to really make sure we're making an impact. So we're really um, excited to provide a space for collective healing for those that have been doing so much of the healing over the past year. Nice. All right. One more question for you, Sarah. You know, why was it so important to make Help for the Healer Echo a partnership between the Department of Health and the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services? 
Well, and I think my commissioners would agree with this too, um, that so often like we've, we've kind of siloed, right? Uh, mental health care, physical health care, but we know that we are a holistic integrated people and that you can't have one without the other. And so I think this is really an effective partnership to recognize um, the impact that they have on each other. Um, again, so appreciative of Commissioner Fry being here, recognizing that this impacts not only our community, um, but those that serve the community. And so it's a great way, I think, for us to promote this integration and the holistic care of the healers and of the community overall? Well, I think we certainly understand the toll that this has had on our frontline staff um, and frontline staff across the board, to be honest. And more than anyone, I think we recognize the importance of mental wellness. We've dealt with this somewhat before in our disaster response efforts that we've had across the state. And we know that it is vital to take care of ourselves um, and each other. And so although we can see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel and we have incredible hope now that we're in a better place concerning the pandemic, we know that our work is just beginning. And so for those that have given so much during this pandemic, we want to give back to them and to make sure that they're on the road to the best mental health they can possibly have and help support our workers as we move forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that comment. Same for you, Commissioner Fry. Why did the Department of Health want to make Health for the Healer a reality? We saw the burden that everyone was under through this time and from, from multiple reasons, but, but it was just such a, a large lift for them. And again, like we spoke of earlier, they just without really an off switch at any time for them. You know, I was on weekly meetings with hospitals, with chief medical officers, groups of chief medical officers throughout the state, public health workers, National Guard members. Let's not forget about them. All the people that were out there doing the frontline work. And we could see the stress and the, the toll that, was, that they were under and hearing stories. And, and then when we went to start the vaccine, I mean, we would have them cry as they were getting vaccinated. I mean, it was, it was really, really emotional for them because it was, an, it was like some type of hope finally towards this. And we just realized the importance of it. And we started talking early on that we knew that the next thing, you know, right now we, we're dealing with this, then we got to get the vaccine out and we got to do with what we got. But the next thing is going to be the trauma from, from this that they've all had to, to bear and go through. And we wanted to make sure that we were doing whatever we could to, to plan for that and support their healing in that in any way we could. So as I mentioned in my introduction, Help for the Healer sessions address multiple topics. So I'd like each of you to, and, and this includes Sarah, to pick one of these topics and explain why addressing it is so important for the amazing people who have been on the front lines of the pandemic. So Sarah, um, I'll start with you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So again, as a child and adolescent psychiatrist, as a fellow human and a mother as two, of two small humans, and we certainly recognize that the COVID has impacted not only adults, but also children as well. And when it impacts children, it impacts adults. And so we wanted to make sure that we have a topic. One of them is parenting in the time of uncertainty that addresses the unique needs of children. Because we know that servers, healers, those of us that are on the front line often have families or come into contact with children as well. And so we want to provide a space to talk uniquely to that. Actually, our next topic will be on May 26th. And we have 
have Jennifer Hayes-Grudo, who's done a lot of work around protective and compensatory experiences for children around trauma. She'll be our next guest speaker. So we'd love to have you all join uh, to talk about these unique needs. And so we're excited to not only have this holistic pro approach um, to the individual, but also recognize uh, our individuals are often parts of families as well. And we wanna make sure we're addressing that. Fantastic. All right. So a uh, same question for you, Commissioner Fry. Great. I think when I look at the top, it's probably stress, stress in the body and, and also supporting health relationships and healthy relationships, I think is are two that kind of run together for me as being especially important for the people that I've, I've seen out there. You know, the trauma and the stress that the bodies that they've experienced going through this process without a chance to download and, and, and really compensate for it. So for them to be able to have be taught some some of those mechanisms that they can they can do in order to help them relieve some of that stress and burden is incredible going to be incredibly important for them. I know also that the the effect of isolation on people because and it works both ways. I know we have people at home that were at home when we had our stay at home orders and we had people that were at home for very long periods of time and were afraid to go to the grocery store or or anything like that, especially if they were potentially high risk people, they were especially fearful. So that isolation, the long-term fear, fear factor of the unknown and, and not knowing what's going on. And, and then for the people that were working too, during that same time period, it felt like the world stopped, except for the, those people that were that had to go do this work. And they were there all day long, every day. I know for us at the, at the MAC with the, the Governor Solution Task Force, et cetera, we were there seven days a week and we, were, we briefed the governor daily, seven days a week on this. And then I remember the first, first break we got was actually Easter Sunday when he came in and told us, take the day off and everybody went home. The combination of all of that going on, I think it's so, so helpful for these for them to be able to learn mechanisms to help them deal with this and not just for themselves as they're learning how to as they're learning this they can they can use that knowledge with the people that they interact with the, the patients that they have and the people they see and and can pass that knowledge on and help others beautiful okay finally commissioner slant hodges how would one of the help for the healer session topics help your agency's frontline staff well, I, I think there's two that I find particularly important, and, and one being the mind-body connection. I think sometimes that we forget that we are holistic and our physical and mental health is so intertwined. And so when we are going through times where we are becoming physically stressed, physically exhausted, lacking in sleep, that has a true bearing on our mental health. And it affects us. It, it leads to depression. It leads to anxiety when we're not taking care of our own physical health, which oftentimes got set aside during this pandemic. As Colonel Fry was talking about the hours that they were keeping and the work that they were doing. There's no way that you can stay your physical best when you are working those kind of hours. And then the toll and the effect that that has on the mind, I think, is so incredibly important for us to understand and to address. Self-care really pertains to both our physical health and our mental health combined. And, you know, we have too many, I mean, too few professionals now across the field, and we really have to take care of those that we have. And they have given so much during this time. 
And I think the other thing that's so important and I love is a topic in this is really is finding gratitude. And Colonel Fry mentioned people having tears when they were getting their vaccinations. And I remember the same thing with our frontline staff of just cheering and being so excited to not have to carry that anxiety every single day while they're doing their work about whether or not they're going to be taking that home and being so excited about that. And, and gratitude, I, I think, for the support, for each other, for the science that has diligently worked to not only get us vaccines, but to help guide us through this pandemic is just so important. And so not to lose sight of the of all the things that we are so grateful for in, in moving through this and coming out the other side and being so grateful to the workers who have, have done their part over and over again. I, I will say in particular, the health department staff, we have facilities all across the state and health department staff are out in all of those small rural communities and they partnered and bonded with us so in such a helpful way, coming out and doing tests across large groups of people at facilities and guiding us in isolation and and just such partnerships and, and the gratitude that we feel for the other frontline staff who have helped us, gratitude to the families that understood perhaps that video visits were more important than face-to-face visits during this time and just gratitude that we're, start, we're on the other side. And that we can start to let our guard down and and take a deep breath and take care of each other. Oh, I, I love hearing hearing that. I'm I'm getting chilled and, and excited for our next one as well. So thank you both for those really thoughtful comments. As the as kind of the lead of the Help for Healer too, I'm I want to kind of let everybody know that some of these presentations have been done and they're available on our box.com account. Um, we'll make sure that you guys have the link of how to register for upcoming Echoes. I'll put another plug in, kind of moving moving the ball forward, kind of thinking forward oriented. We also have Chan Hellman, who will be talking about the research around hope and kind of bringing that together, having that gratitude, looking forward to resuming and caring for each other. So thank you all so much for those wonderful answers. Now, as we come to the close of our podcast, one last question for the commissioners. What would you tell a frontline worker at your agency to convince them that help for the healer will really make a difference in their life? And we'll start with Commissioner Slatton Hodges. Well, I would hope that I wouldn't have to do too much convincing in that I hope that staff understand the importance of self-care and taking care of themselves. But I would definitely say that your mental health is the utmost importance to us and that this will help give you tools and techniques and understanding to be your very best and to protect and support your own mental health. And so I would highly encourage you to do that. We care about you and we want you to be the best that you can be. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hear about the importance you can't give from an empty cup. So making sure we're replenishing our own so we can continue to do that amazing work we've been doing. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And now Commissioner Fry. To sum it up, it, it's okay to ask for help. And and it's, it, it's so important to learn those coping mechanisms. We all have to take care of ourselves if we're going to be able to help other people. And that's what we're in this business for. 